Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, hello, beauty. It is episode 122, coming in hot today with the real reason dating is so frustrating. The real housewives of <laughs> Athens and North Carolina. You were, I, if only you could like see, we get to see each other when we record and we can tell, I can tell when Kate's about to say something because her mouth opens. <laughs> why you paused i'm like surely this pauses like, for me to right. say the thing that title i keep seeing the title the real reason and i just think the real housewives so we'll maybe we'll talk reasons. about them today too <laughs> and we could have done like the truth about dating frustration but really it actually comes down to one thing although we're probably going to name quite a few today that are frustrating you and i first want to acknowledge that we get that it's frustrating right? Like we get it. And Kate and I are so fired up about watching so many women give their power away, feel exhausted and burnt out by dating and essentially continue to make dating the problem rather than taking real inventory about what is happening inside of you that is contributing to this pain and frustration. And I feel like that's the problem with life and the whole entire world is like <laughs> dating's a problem, yeah. cancel dating, Instagram's a problem, cancel Instagram. This is the problem. And it's, and we just are constantly like, quit your job, leave your husband, do that. And, and yet then wherever you go, there you are and your shit comes with you and you have to deal with it again. It's, it's not out there. Right. Right. And if you've been following us for a while, you know, I don't know how many more times you can hear us say that you need to take responsibility for your life and taking responsibility for your life means for your thoughts, feelings, and behavior. So the number one reason that dating is so frustrating is you take everything personally. You take everything personally and nothing, nothing gives your power away more than this. And this is so, I, I was thinking about this actually, that this really is the conditioning of women. So we can each go on our soapbox about this for a second, that mm -hmm. from a young age, right? From little girls are taught that they're responsible for a man's behavior. I mean, look, what, what's rape culture right now? Like, oh, what were you wearing? I mean, we, we you have to really breathe in that this isn't about a personal problem, right? That like you have a gene or something's wrong with you that you are thinking this way, but to look at how all of this has been stacked against you, that everything has been about getting men, getting attention from men, um, getting chosen by men, being attractive to men. And you take everything personally if a man doesn't want you because somehow 
you're responsible for that rather than people are just making choices. It's no big deal. And if you've been following me and all my clients know that that's the like Catherine Daniele dating statement, no big deal. No big deal. He didn't write back. No big deal. He doesn't want to go out with me again. No big deal. Rather than what did I do wrong? Did I do this wrong? Should I have said this? Um, you know, maybe I came on too strong. Maybe I'm too much. We are not responsible for how men behave. You are not responsible for how men behave. Guess what? Even when they're behaving well, because especially in the beginning, Andrew behaved the way he behaved in the beginning of our dating. Cause that's who my husband is. It wasn't actually even about me. Yes, he liked me, but that's who my husband is, right? And my ex Jamie's avoidance and, and out of control on again, off again behavior was not because anything was wrong with me, right? It was that's who he is and where he was right at that time. So dating is frustrating because you take everything personally, you internalize everything rather than behaving from a sovereign place and letting other people behave from their sovereignty. And guess what? This is essentially codependency and lack of boundaries when this is happening. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I have a book recommendation to start off. <laughs> this is actually the book that was my awakening book, mm. The Four Agreements yes. um, by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yes. And I love that book. Someone gave it to me. It's funny because the guy who gave it to me was like a psychopath. So <laughs> kind of ironic, but um, he gave me the book, The Four Agreements, because I was obsessed with my ex at the time and in Australia and I was in Vancouver and he was like, I think you need to read this book. And I, d I just ignored it. Cause I was like, as if he has a book, that's going to help me. And, um, I left it on my shelf for a while. And then one night I just got curious and my, I guess, soul pulled me to read it. And I read it till like four o'clock in the morning. I just, well, I probably didn't even take that long. It's a very short book, but I, I read it. I consumed it till I was done. And then I went and booked a retreat with Don Miguel Ruiz right after and went to San Diego. That's the first time I went to Encinitas actually, where we met. I went to Encinitas and even discovered it because of that book, Whoa. because of Don Miguel Ruiz. And I love that book. It is life-changing and it's so simple. And so the four agreements are don't take things personally. Don't number make assumptions. <laughs> number one, don't make assumptions. I think it's number two. Um, be, impeccable be impeccable with, with your, your word, word. And, and always do your best. Yes, it's so good. So definitely pick up that book. But because he goes so deep into unpacking, taking things personally and why we do and how to untether from that. The Untethered Soul is another good one. Okay, that's my book recommendations for today. We should start a book club. Um, but the taking things personally, I, I, as you were talking, I was just reflecting and I thought like through the lens of the saboteur, the saboteur uses other people's behavior as ammunition against ourselves. And what, yes. in, what sparked this episode is, is little miss Kate Harlow over here in, in Athens, Greece is dating. And I re, I know I said I deleted Bumble and I actually, I had another layer of grief I needed to excavate from my um, relationship uncoupling that happened last year. And so I, from a more, even more empowered place, I decided to add Bumble again, not because I was like, oh, I need connections, but just like, hmm, I'm just going to play with 
the connecting and experiencing. And I think it's so good for the podcast because then I get to practice everything we teach and just notice. And I was just sitting in the bath like an hour ago and I was reflecting. I went on a date last night. Um, this is the first date since my rejoining of the Bumble world. And I just had a few nice conversations and this one guy asked me out for a wine. So I, so we went for a glass of wine and it was a really nice date and it was playful and fun. And I was reflecting today and he, he has, I could feel his walls around his heart. Like it's a bit weird dating as a human expert, <laughs> I don't know, relational, relational uh, teacher. Like I, I, I can feel, and as a projector, I feel other people's barriers. I can see their souls. I, it, it's an interesting experience. I almost feel like part of my purpose here in Greece is to wake up men to how great they are because I can feel their sadness. Mm. I can feel their insecurity. And so on the dates I have been on, I've been just like giving them so much love and reflecting who I see them to be. And I think it's a unique, ex I imagine it's a unique experience for them. So I was just sitting in the bath because this guy, he's, he's playful, but he's also like quite walled and I could feel his walls and he was shared with me. He's not really been in a relationship. He's 36. And he dates a lot, but, um, and so I was in the bath and we were texting a little bit and I was kind of poking fun at his walls. And he said a few things that, you know, if that was a few years ago, I could have easily taken personally things he said or ways of being, or, and even just the energetics of how he showed up. And it's, it's so different from the vantage point of like, his behavior has nothing to do with me because when you know your own, per when you know your own protective mechanisms intimately, you have so much more understanding and compassion for other people's, even when people are assholes. Does this mean you tolerate assholes and keep them in your life? No. If someone's not treating you well, you say, hey, this is a no for me. Thank you. And you move on. Um, but it just allows you to, to see, you know, if nothing, if other people's behavior are activating your own pain that was there well before you met them, obviously that's not to do with them either. They're, they're an activator. They're contributing to the activation, but it's not them. It's yours. And so once you understand your own pain and where your own pain comes from, it gives you a different vantage point of understanding other people's pain. And because I haven't dated, obviously I, seven years ago before Jeff, I was, you know, I ha was very self-aware and everything, but now seven years later, I have a totally different level of awareness within myself. So it's been fun to dabble at first and see like, oh, at first my patterns did take over a little bit, not fully, but they were there because of course it's new. It, I'm still recalibrating, but now it, and if, I, I'm sure they'll come back. I'm sure there'll be moments where I like someone in the fantasy attic swoops in or I shape shift or whatever, but I won't stay there for very long because there's so much awareness in it. And, and I'm really using dating as an opportunity to reflect on my patterns. It's such a great I know we've said this so many times before, but it's such a great way to know yourself. So let that be your inspiration. And, you know, nothing is about you, but your saboteur is always going to want to take everything other people do and turn it against you. And, you know, I, it's really a form of self-abuse. Yes. And now that you know that that's happening, like until we know, we don't know, we're abusing ourselves. We think it's other people doing it to us. We don't know. But once you know, now you have choice. Now you have the option like, oh shit, I am internalizing everybody's behavior. I am taking everything personally. Now you can learn and choose to do something different. 
so many good things, so many good things. And I don't know how many more times we can say it that the reasons dating can be so messy is because it's a big game of getting attention and getting love and getting approval and, and getting validation rather than, and guess what? You don't stop learning about yourself once you get in a relationship. Right. And, and now we're back to why the fairy tale and all the romance novels and, and bullshit TV is such a problem is because we don't have a culture that facilitates self-awareness and we don't have a culture that facilitates emotional maturity. And I don't know what has happened in the, in the past couple of years. I do think social media has influenced this, but the lack of maturity around life, like we are not children right? Being an adult means you don't take things personally. Being an adult means you are responsible for your behavior. And being an adult means you can have a boundary that sets apart. Like this is where I begin and end. And this is where you begin and end, right? I keep thinking about all of my couples where, and this is codependency. If one partner is in a bad mood, the other partner all of a sudden is in a bad mood right? Like no one knows how to hold themselves. And I want to bring in where this actually starts, that children are naturally self-centered because they have to be right. Our brain keeps developing until we're 24 years old, which blows my mind over and over, especially as I'm growing a human being in my womb right now. Children have to compartmentalize and internalize because they know that they're fully dependent on their caregivers. So if you had unbelievably emotionally immature parents who had no boundaries, who projected their feelings onto you and you had to walk on eggshells as a child and they weren't there for you, you would internalize the belief, oh, there must be something wrong with me. That's where that comes from. So talk about self-awareness and consciousness. If you can say to yourself, oh, that belief helped me manage being in a home that was not supportive, but I can actually have a new belief now because I'm no longer in my childhood home. I'm an adult. Look around your room right now. Your parents aren't in the house with you. (laughs) Like you get to decide. And that's what the healing work does is like, oh yeah, I'm not a little girl anymore and other people can be responsible for themselves and this is what's so powerful for me with clients doing the parent work is they learn how to hold their parents accountable not from now i have to have a conversation with my parents but because you don't do that okay this isn't about going back to your parents and telling them all the things they did wrong when you were a child that is not consciousness or growth either Mm -hmm. but internally being you know the healing work of saying oh wow yeah this is the impact this had on me And if you've had narcissistic or abusive relationships and someone's constantly berating you and criticizing you and gaslighting you, all manipulative tactics, so you lose your sense of self, codependency is about a loss of a sense of self. So all healing is about reclaiming your sense of self. And when you have a rock solid sovereign sense of self, you actually will just naturally stop taking things personally. And I love, I mean, the four agreements is a must read, must read. Yeah. Because in act, he actually shows how all of us are just acting from inside of our own realities. And you talk about this all the time too, the stories we tell ourselves, right. Our mind, right. We have our, I call it the meaning machine of telling stories and then we're reacting. So even though the real reason dating is frustrating is because of taking everything personally, 
the other thing that Kate and I see on the regular with so many women dating is huge reactivity. Consciousness, the spiritual growth is all about, I was thinking, this is what I was thinking about this morning. What happens when a woman wants peace in her life more than anything else? Like that when you commit to peace, you stop chasing men, you stop getting involved with drama, you stop trying to change people, you stop being addicted to your own story of victimhood, you keep choosing peace. And guess what? Real love is peace, right? It's peace. You feel peace when you're with the right person. And all of anxiety and frustration is from telling yourself stories from having completely unrealistic expectations about dating. This is a big shout out to my client who's probably listening and she's going to laugh because she can laugh at herself about this. The amount of, well, I can do all my clients, the amount of people that like go online and then they text me within like 48 hours and they're like, there are no good men. This is so annoying. Nothing's happening. I'm like, it's been 48 fucking hours. Like relax. So here's what's a realistic expectation not everyone's going to be a match on a dating app. I don't even know why we have to say this, but we do. Not everyone's going to be a match. And that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean dating is broken. It doesn't mean you're not enough. It doesn't mean you're not worthy. It's the reality of online dating. It's the reality of life. And you're going to have a handful of lovers and you're going to have a handful of people that you have great alchemy with. You might even have a great conversation with someone on an app, but they're not aligned for partnership for you. But realistic expectation and no longer punishing people. So this whole thing about like the the codependent react, because it is codependency, reactivity. I'm reacting to other people's behavior rather than focusing on my own. I can't believe he wrote that. I can't believe that guy had the audacity to send that message. I can't believe he didn't do this. Who cares? That's them. That's nothing to do with you. And anything, if anything, that's sad. It's sad how so many people behave in the world and you can, you rise above it, right? The Course in Miracles says, I rise above the battleground of my ego, which essentially is the saboteur, your ego persona. So you get to decide every single day why dating is frustrating and exhausting is because you're reacting constantly and giving your power away to people who don't freaking deserve it, to total strangers. You're asking them to decide if you're worthy and valuable. And realistic expectations, not everyone's going to be a match, but guess what? Online dating does freaking work. Every single one of my clients who's met their partner has met them on online dating, myself included. And it requires patience, patience, realistic expectation. You don't go to the gym and expect to have the body you want in one workout, right? You don't begin a person, both Kate and I offer long-term transformational coaching programs. Notice neither Kate and I do one-off sessions or four-week fucking programs. We have long-term programs because what we care about and how we teach is that transformation actually does take time and devotion and discipline and daily practice. And you go deep in our work, but it's not overnight. And I, and again, I think people are frustrated with dating because they're just in freaking impatient, unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. And so impatient and why are we impatient? Because we have social media and Amazon and instant everything, um, in our lives, but we forget that that's actually not how being human works or being in relationship works.
moved to Greece, everything's way slower here. You go to a restaurant and you sit there for like 45 minutes and you're like, um, hello. <laughs> and at home, it's like in and out, your table is expired in, in, in two minutes. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh. So many things you said. Yes. Okay. So first I'll, I'll unpack it backwards. Um, the, the impatience piece, like when we're impatient, like even the word patient, I don't even love the word patience because patience is, is attached to like, I, it just makes me think of being a little kid and having an adult say, be patient, but it's like attached to an energy. There's like a, like a, someone's like holding your shoulders down, being like, be patient, be patient. But we are not patient because we're attached to the future. We're attached to a result. We're like trying to get the thing. And when we're attached to the thing, dating's going to be really fucking frustrating. It's going to be so annoying when you're like, I'm actually getting to experience right now, the experience of dating from a place of absolute surrender. Guys are like, what do you, why are you here? What do you, I'm, I'm just open. I'm, I'm excited to meet people. I'm curious. I'm open <laughs> to whatever, you know, if I fall in love, great. If I attract a lover, great. If I, you know, attract my future wife, husband, whatever. No, I'm not dating women, but I mean, if it happens, great. Like whatever, I'm open to life leading me wherever I'm meant to go. And, you know, this takes practice. Like, it, like you said, it's not openness comes over time. We're so used to, especially in North American culture, yeah. we're so used to now, 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 everything's now, everything's about the future. Think about our trajectory to success. There's as business owners, there's always this pressure to get to the next thing. What's next? What's next? What's next? That most people don't get to actually enjoy any part of their life. So that, that motor, that like generator, and we got a lot of generators on planet earth. I'm a projector. So I'm here to teach y'all to just slow down and chill out. <laughs> um, I'm, that's human, human design. For those of you who don't know, I keep talking about it. Um, uh, more people know about it nowadays, but it's like this pressure to be somewhere. Let dating be an experience. Like, and I know we've said this in so many ways, so many times, but you can't hear it enough. Let it be an experience. Let yourself just go. Like last night, it was my first date with this guy and he was, Greek men are very touchy and I fucking love it. And, and if I, if my gut was like, oh no, this isn't safe. This guy is weird, whatever. I would be like, please don't touch me. But I had the opposite experience last night. I felt like super connected with him. It felt great. I'm like, wow, I'm actually quite touch deprived. This feels great. And it just, and it felt so nice to be flirty and connecty. And it was so beautiful. And instead of me being like guarded about it, right. Or, or like heart closed, like don't touch me or because it, it's also cultural. I'm in a different country and it's not like inappropriate touching, but it was flirtatious, sweet, innocent, and it was so fun. And so old me would have been guarded, right? But me where I am right now in the woman, and that's what, that was the next thing I want to talk about is like being anchored in yourself. That's what the work both Catherine and I do is about learning how to find that place inside of you that's already there. That's a full embodied woman. I call her your heroine and she's anchored and she, you always have access to her, but most of us are operating from little, little girl with, and the saboteur. They work hand in hand and they're out there dating. And I can even see in my last relationship, a lot of my little girl patterns were in my last relationship. And now I'm watching when she wants to take over when I'm dating and when 
the woman shows up. So last night it was a woman because I knew if, if, if there was something the guy did, or if I didn't like his energy, I would just say, Hey, that doesn't feel good. Or you know what? I'm going to call it a night. Thank you so much for meeting me. And, and I'm, I'm on my way or whatever. I would have said, I would have set a boundary. I would have spoke my truth, but it felt good. So I allowed it to feel good. And I allowed myself to have the experience because I'm anchored within myself. And so circling, I, I took notes when you were talking, so I'm touching on everything you said. So you're talking about this um, idea of peace and calm. And that's one of the most common reflections, which I, never in my life has anyone called me peaceful or calm. I used to be the opposite because I ran really high anxiety and I was really hyperactive and really high energy. And I used to talk really fast and I was very bubbly, very disconnected, very ungrounded. Nobody ever called me peaceful before. And that's one of the most common reflections I have here. Last night on the date, he was like, I feel very calm in your presence. You're very calming. You're very calm. You seem like really grounded and like in your in yourself. And he, it's like he could feel the energy. And I've had taxi drivers tell me that. And I've had like all sorts of people here reflect that calm energy. And it wasn't natural. Like when our protective patterns are running our lives and running our dating and running our relationships, yeah, it's going to be frustrating because you're going to take things personally. You're going to contort yourself. You're going to beat yourself up. You're going to judge men or women or whoever you're dating. You're going to, you're going to sacrifice yourself. You're going to be in fantasy. You're going to be in meaning. You're going to be attached to the future. When your protective mechanisms are dating, it's going to be hard, which is why this is your invitation to become anchored and to learn who you are and to learn how to use dating. It is the ultimate place and new relationships are a great place too, to practice noticing your patterns, like I'm docu I'm writing every day about what patterns are coming up and where I'm collapsing and where I'm, and I'm coming back to myself. I have so many rituals and practices to keep coming back to my center. It's not just a cakewalk. It's not just, oh, now I'm in my heroin 24 hours a day. That's not how it works. It's a day-to-day -day practice. And every time life brings us a new activation, it's an opportunity to grow more into who we are. And so I love that you just reminded everyone like, and, and I'm watching you do this because we send boxes to each other every day <laughs> <laughs> of actually reflecting, right? Like I, I, I've been laughing to myself lately about kind of pseudo personal development. Like people think they're working on themselves because they read a lot of books or follow a lot of Instagram people. Actual self-reflection is in relationship with you is actually at the end of a date coming home and journaling and sitting and saying, how did I just show up? What is happening inside of me? What stories am I starting to tell myself about the other person and recognize that I don't actually know them. I just went on one date. That's self-awareness. Self-awareness is not hyper-focusing on the other person. Self-awareness is not um, learning how to say all the right things on a date so that you then become a robot. Right? Authenticity 
is the answer. And guess what? You will stop taking things personally, actually, when you have a relationship with yourself where you're proud of who you are and you know you're worthy and you know you're enough because then you're not dependent on what other people think of you. And this is the kind of the last thing I want to bring home about why dating is so frustrating. Taking everything personally means you filter other people's behavior to mean something about you, right? Taking everything personally is either other as, as giving other people the power to decide who you are and whether or not you're worthy and valuable. And this is the immaturity that I was talking about earlier that we if you don't know who you are and look, we all care to some degree what other people think, right? Like you don't have to pretend like you don't care. Kate and I prefer that you like us <laughs> and that you like our body. Oh, yeah. Cause you were saying that. And I was like, do I care what other people think? And then as soon as you yes. said that, I'm like, yeah, I do care. You do. I care. You, but, only, but but you guys, only about you guys. <laughs> what's different is there's a care that's like 5%. We're like, oh yeah, it stings if someone doesn't like us. Like it stings a little bit if, you know, um, someone doesn't want to work with me or, or someone's, you know, triggered by something I'm saying. But when you have a relationship with yourself and you have boundaries, it doesn't derail you. And I think when you struggle with self-worth and you have no self-esteem and you're deep in codependent patterns, you're reactive to everything because you don't have home in yourself and you're controlling how other people perceive you when you don't know how you think about you. And again, I love what you said about the, the saboteur of using it am, as ammunition against yourself because, and I've had someone just said to me a couple of weeks ago, like, God, hating myself is so exhausting. Like she said it, like being mean to myself is so emotionally draining, but you, you have to decide like this again, I have my practices every day too. I don't freaking wake up like this, you know? And that's, what's different. I think that for me, that's what consciousness is. It's not expecting a magical fairy to just bot me on the head and then now I have confidence or to, to bot me on the head and have peace, right? Like it's a commitment to that practice. And, and that was my belief because all I knew was drama with my ex, right? I, I said to myself, like, help me have a peaceful relationship. Like help me believe that a peaceful relationship is even such a thing. Help me have peace, in my life. And guess what? Look around your life. One, are you reacting to everyone around you constantly? Or are you saying to yourself, like, what's the path of peace? What is the path of peace? And it doesn't mean that that's always the easy path actually, right? Sometimes it's the hard decision. That's the path of peace, but you'll, that question will guide you so, so powerfully. And if dating is continuously frustrating and you're having the same experience over and over again, reach out to one of us, right? And recognize that it's not the thing outside of you. It's not the thing outside of you. If F external circumstance dictates how you feel, it's time to do the work to come home to yourself and yes. be rooted in yourself. Yeah, so and that's as you say it for that, me I'm like, this. yeah. You, yes, well, as you say that, I'm like, you can either use dating as a way to grow and get to know yourself, or you can use dating as a way to beat yourself up. Like yes. those are your two options. And so if you don't have the tools and 
dating decoded is what Catherine's got. I've got the mass, another masterclass in, in June, all about the saboteur archetypes. And there's a mini course on my Instagram and they're like, learn about yourself, learn about yourself, get to know your patterns and use dating as an opportunity to grow. And an opportunity, like, I love that, that when I was walking today, I'm like, Hey, maybe part of my purpose in dating is not just to learn about myself, but like to, to acknowledge these Greek guys who don't see themselves, who are just like, you know, so I've been on a few dates with guys who've had really hard lives. And I mean, we all have in different ways, but I'm just giving them their souls. And that feels so good. Like, I feel like not that I'm doing it. I'm not doing it to get, it's just naturally who I am. And it feels so good. Like let, let dating feel good. Let yourself sit in front of this person and see them as a soul and a saboteur and a, a little boy, like, or a girl, whoever's in front of you, like you, people's people who you're dating, you're also dating their patterns, right? right? You're dating their patterns. They're, they're, they have patterns too. If a guy is aloof and he ghosts you or doesn't text you ever again, or he acts really interested and then isn't, or he's a jerk or whatever, like he's in his protection. It's nothing to freaking do with you. It's his own stuff. So um, yeah, the last thing I want to say is like, as you get to know the voice of your saboteur, which is that taking everything personally judgmental voice, that's wanting you to be something else to get the guy and all these things. As you are starting to separate that voice and not let that be who you are, you also need to build the voice of your heroine. You need to build the voice of your soul. You need to build the voice of the woman, the sovereign anchored woman who is like, no, you can vent your saboteur, let that little girl and saboteur is taking it personally that the guy didn't text you back, vent it out, vent it to a friend, vent it in your journal, and then start to give yourself acknowledgement. Hey, I'm celebrating that you showed up tonight. I'm celebrating that you said no when that guy put pressure on you. I'm celebrating that you, you know, learn something about yourself tonight, like celebrate yourself and build the voice of your heroine that honors and acknowledges or what you learned or what the gift of the experience was so that you start to build that in and use dating as a tool and an opportunity. Because here's the thing. This is something I want to say to something you said earlier, your saboteur, the saboteur loves drama. Like the saboteur wants to tell everyone how there's no good guys or you went on a date with some asshole or someone didn't text you back and you couldn't believe it. And then you tell 10 of your friends and they all agree that men suck and there's no one in on planet earth left and whatever the story is. Like the saboteur loves that. It thrives off of it because then it feels right in that moment. And there's this like righteousness and we get to join the righteous club. And, and so watch that, you know, what stories are you telling? What part of you are you feeding? Get off the date, call your friend and talk about how you feel. Don't talk about the guy. Don't talk about whether he was amazing or he was shitty. Talk about yourself. Talk about your pleasure. Talk about your turn on. I voxered Catherine after my date last night and was like, wow, I learned so much about myself and I got to experience this and here's how it felt. And I felt so amazing. It was nothing about him. It wasn't like, oh my God, this guy, uh, I need a second date. It was like, wow, I'm so happy I got to have that experience. So celebrate the experience. Let yourself receive and have and experience the experience. There's so much growth here. There's so much potential to grow more into yourself here. And guess what? By accident, love is going to find you from that place. Like you are going to attract the love that you desire when you're not 
actively trying to fish for it and trying to find and trying to force it and trying to make it happen. It's going to happen when you're not trying. It's going to happen when you're just in the experience with your heart open and your voice intact, ready to say no, if it's a no and yes, if it's a yes. And, you know, it's going to come from that place. So Mm -hmm. let yourself just play and have fun. I keep thinking about how you can either be a part of the problem or part of the solution. Like idea, you know, that the truth, like, again, I want, we want to acknowledge, we get that there are frustrating things about dating. And what's frustrating is the lack of maturity among our freaking culture, right? And the lack of follow through and the lack of integrity that so many people have and the inability to have hard conversations. But guess what? You can be complaining about that or policing every single person on a freaking dating app or deciding who you give your energy to. And it's, it's a conscious practice to devote your energy to positive places, right? It's a con- it's a daily practice to be confident. It's a daily practice to decide I'm going to only pay attention to how I show up and then pay attention to who comes and meets me. And that for me, like, that's actually the magic of dating. Like it's what you just said that when you're in your heart and you're showing up powerfully, you become the magnet to who's actually a match. You certainly will also be a match or match with not so great people, but you get to decide to not give your attention to them, right? Like you're in charge of that. You're not in charge of how other people behave. And again, you decide every single day, do I want to be a part of the problem or the solution? plenty of women sit around complaining about dating all the freaking time. And I believe the world will change when more and more people talk about all that's inspiring and empowering about their freaking lives and have positive, healthy, amazing fairy, you know, not like the, not fairy tales to share healthy relationships to share about. Uh And I, I recently, I, my dating decoded masterclass is now on my Instagram for $22, my five days of actually unpacking all of the myths about dating, helping you navigate the sea of bullshit advice, how to reclaim your power. And most of all, what it means to operate from a place of self-worth. It's 22 bucks. You have instant access to all of those videos. I'm so excited that this is now accessible to everyone because it just doesn't have to be so hard. And it feels like that's the message of this episode. Like us telling you if it's frustrating, if you're just constantly swimming in that frustration, there are a lot of things that you can let go to come back to yourself and be able to navigate life from uncentered and empowered place. You are not responsible for how other people behave, but you absolutely are responsible for yours. Oh, wait, one more thing. Cause you talked about celebrating, um, like celebrating yourself at the end of a date. I also want to bring in forgiving yourself when your patterns show up, because that for me was one of the most powerful practices after letting go of my ex, I was full of shame and embarrassment around how I behaved in that relationship. Mm. Like it was easy to look at him. I was a freaking mess in that relationship. Forgiveness sets you free as well. So hold that. Like this isn't about being perfect. And I, and that's what you were saying inside of everything you just shared, Kate, but that added, okay, maybe I didn't say no. I mean, I'm sure you have clients like this too. Like, oh, I didn't end the date when I needed to end it. Or I didn't say the thing that I needed to say. I forgive myself and I begin again right? Rather than, oh, I can't believe I didn't do that. And that was so stupid. And I'm never going to get this. Like 
you are imperfect. We all are, and we're all lovable. And that's not an excuse to not behave accountably, but the, when you forgive yourself around the saboteur patterns, your inner child showing up or taking things personally, you free yourself to do something different the next time. It's when you're beating yourself up or shaming yourself or making yourself wrong that you kind of put yourself into a box in the corner where you have no choice and have no freedom to begin again. So I wanted to bring that in about forgiving yourself if when you're reflecting at the end of the date that maybe you didn't do the thing that was in integrity with yourself because then you can do it again. You can begin again, right? Like there's the next date and the next day. Right. It's a practice and it's always a practice. Relationships are always a practice. You and Andrew, you're still practicing. I'm practicing dating now. It's always a, it's a lifelong, yes. we say this all the time. It's a lifelong journey. It's a like growth is not a destination. It's an evolution and we get to different phases in our, within ourselves. And there's different, that's why I share stories about myself. Cause like, Hey, I'm still on the journey 16 years later and we get to evolve more and more and more. So totally. I'm so glad you brought that in. It's not about being perfect. It's about learning. You're always learning. That's why every time I go on a date or do anything, I'm like, I, I reflect, okay, what, where, where did that come from? What part was that? It's not, there's no punishment in it. It's just noticing and paying attention. And the more we notice, the more we pay attention, the more we understand ourselves and get to learn and grow from the experience as opposed to have the experience be something that makes us smaller and smaller and smaller, which is what dating does for most women. So if you are frustrated, your protective mechanisms are in charge, (laughs) not your soul. Um, So yeah learn about those and we love you and we hope you enjoyed this episode as always share it with all your friends and we'll see you on the next side we'll see you next week hi it's kate thanks so much for listening to the new truth podcast for more of Catherine and I come hang out with us in the new truth movement facebook group we are in there that's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes about dating relationships any struggles you're having out there we would love to support you so come hang out with us in the new truth movement facebook group and we will see you soon